This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today we speak to Jacqueline Berteau, local councillor in Sanguin in Brittany, about local and national politics in France. Jacob Banks is a British songwriter from Birmingham. The album, The Monologue, was released in January 2013. Its second release, titled Worthy, was played by the BBC Radio 1 DJ Zane Lowe on his next hype show. Suddenly, the clouds have opened up and I've been seen in all of my glory. The time has come for faith to decide if a part of me is even worthy. The air is warm, my heart is cold, and I never know how it feels. The air is warm, my heart is cold, and I never know how it feels to have my heart is cold. some might say tumultuous election this weekend but it's probably not the election that everybody in Britain is talking about. Which election was it? It was the election of our deputy, the uh, members of parliament, uh, which we call the legislatives, which takes place over two Sundays running and the first one was uh, Sunday the 11th. Now politics all over the western world has had somewhat of a jolt in the last couple of years. Um, Tell us what's happened in France. 
About a month ago, we had two uh, weekends when we voted for the president because the president has a separate status from the actual uh, governing body and he can appoint anybody he likes into his cabinet. Emmanuel Macron came from behind. He was in uh, President Hollande's uh, left-wing government and he announced he was setting up his own little political party and he created it over the internet about a year ago. And, that and now he's president. And that political party done somewhat quite well in the election also, I believe. Well, yesterday, much to the surprise of everybody, it's projected, because we don't actually know till next Sunday, that uh, they've probably won around about 450 seats, which is like two-thirds. The rest are also ranked. But uh, the, the Socialist Party, which of course have been in power for the last uh, five years, have very few seats. If they get 30 seats, it'll be a surprise. Okay. Why don't you tell us exactly where you are in France and actually how you've ended up with this most un-French of accents? (laughs) I live in Brittany, in central Brittany. Uh, If you drew a line from Rennes to Brest, a straight line, there's a road, and uh, I live halfway along it, basically, halfway between the coast north and south. I've ended up here because I'm married to a Frenchman. I met him because I worked for him originally, um, but I originally come from Immingham in northeast Lincolnshire, which is a coastal industrial town. I was born in the late 50s. Here we go. All right. So you're, you're a Brit, you're transplanted in France, but are you one of the kind of typical, kind of typical new people into the village, that you're a little bit of a local, dare I say, and I'm going to say this very nicely, a little bit of a busybody. Because you, you're kind of involved in local politics and you know what's going on, don't you? Yeah, I think a lot of people would call me a busybody, but I'm not, um, to make an allergy to our favourite docudrama, I'm not a Linda Snell. I'm more of a what, you, you, you don't uh, have the Jennifer Aldridge. Oh, wow. So you've got a good Albion. Ah, oh, yeah, definitely got a good, a good Albion. <laughs> All right. So tell me about the hot button burning topics of uh, local politics where you are. Right. Well, the system has changed since I was elected. So in 2013, you elect uh, in your village, you elect people um, to represent you on the town council. And the number of members on the town council uh It's worked out by the number of residents. So we have, in our village, 430 residents. So we're allowed to have 11 councillors. And then we elect a mayor. Mm -hmm. Now, up until 2013, uh, anybody could stand in our council. And it didn't matter whether you were a man or a woman, whatever your politics were, you just presented yourself. And it's what's called an open list. But from now on, and the next elections are in 2020, that cannot exist. We have to have a an equal number of women and you have to be under a list. So, for example, someone forms a list and if they're right wing or left wing or in between, they, they're the head of the list, the tête de la liste, and uh, then they choose people to come onto their team. Um, so that's what will happen here. But also the rule is before 2020 all small communes have to become uh, integrated with other uh, 
commune. So my commune of Sanguin has been integrated as of the 1st of uh, January with the big, big town, <laughs> Mieux de Bretagne, which is about four kilometers away. And we are now a new village known as Gerlardin. So this has been the hot topic for us for the last year, the integration of the two villages. So is it fairly safe to say that people are worried about the lack of local autonomy, the fact that you're being grouped together in this larger grouping? Yes, it is, but it's not really very large for someone like me uh, because um, I think we Well, you're we a bit have... of an empire builder. I, uh, no, because it's only still we're less than 5,000 uh, inhabitants uh, with the two villages put together. But Mur de Bretagne is much bigger than Sanguin. And Sanguin is, is, um, is a quiet little place with a restaurant and uh, uh, Muir is considered to be the big town, but of course it's not really. But people are worried that things aren't going to be the same. And frankly, up until now, uh, this year, it's not been the same because we used to have two people working full-time in the village doing gardening and tidying and and now everybody's based in Muir and frankly the village looks a mess there's there's weeds everywhere so big talking subject at the elections yesterday when people came in to vote to us councillors who man the polling stations was when are they going to clear the weeds <laughs> Do you think... and the weeds are a direct result of the uh, amalgamation of the two villages do you think you need some firebrand leader to, to come and lead the citizens of San Gwen into demanding that the authorities sort out the weeding? Maybe somebody like Joan of Arc, maybe? Yeah, maybe Joan of Arc would be good. <laughs> no, uh, it, the trouble is, it's a very... Uh, I'm not a person who votes for things and accepts things just because the mayor says we're going to do this. I'm a questioner. Mm -hmm. uh, which for me seems slightly logical but it's getting to the stage now when we have council meetings and we are, listen to this we've gone from being 11 councillors to 29 in one room in one meeting and things are presented to us as fait accompli mm -hmm. and uh, if you ask a question you are considered as an asshole basically well you know one thing which you couldn't actually ask a question of was uh, it was a super bomber, maybe like the Enola Gay. Please tell me, Jacqueline, why mm. you uh, are so enthralled to this piece of music by OMD. Well, uh, I'm a child born in the uh, late 50s, classic baby boomers, and I went to school in an industrial town, growing, growing all the time through my youth of the 60s and uh, into the 70s. Um, my father was in local politics and was conservative. He had views that I couldn't quite get to grips with. And uh, he'd done his na national service and I couldn't, I, I mean, I've never fallen out with my father over his politics. I couldn't believe that people of his generation kind of accepted that war and bombing and uh, I mean I'm sure I was influenced by my teachers because in the 60s you know I remember sitting in a class in junior school and a teacher saying to us do we understand about Russia and America 
and drawing a picture on the blackboard of Russians with missiles, Americans with missiles, and who's in the middle? Talk about frightening nightmares. Um, and so this song, when it came out in the late 70s, I was doing my A-levels. I've been a bit of an alternative music uh, fan. I was into craft work and stuff like that at the time. And this song came out and the words are just... And it was the first kind of electro type of pop music that came across my... Uh, I came across in my life. So there we go. So that's why it touched me a lot. It meant a lot. The words are so amazing. Ask you, 
How close to Sanguan does the Tour de France come? Ah, well, that's so exciting you should ask me that. Next year, it comes through the commune. Comes Stop it. Yeah, no. And uh, There's me France. trying to make a random link, and it yeah. was apt. It was very apt. And, in fact, um, uh, the finish for the, one of the stages often is a hill that comes out of Mur de Bretagne. So the Tour de France stages often finish. You can search on, uh, Google it and find Mur de Bretagne. It's just, and, and my village is four kilometers away from there and the route has twice since I've lived here been through the village. And so there we go. Awesome. I'm sure there are thousands of people around the world who are now furiously Googling. <laughs> I bet. Other, other search engines are available. Not that many, actually. No. <laughs> Bing and what else? The days of Alta Vista and like us are well and truly gone. Now, uh, back on to politics. You've given us a little bit of a hint as to what your personal politics are. But how long have you been in local politics in France? And, and how, how difficult was it maybe to even enter it if, dare I say it, French is not your first language? Um, well, as I said earlier, the, at Sanguen, it was an open list, so anybody can put their name on the list. But sure, you've got to, you've got to be able to articulate yourself pretty clearly for people to take oh, you seriously, yeah. with, with, all, with all due respect, madame. Yes, that's true. And um, I'm a person, I don't believe in half measures. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly. Uh, and I really... I, I walk a lot. I have a, I have a dog that I walk for hours with a couple of times a day. And I see people, I meet people in the village. We're only a small community, but there are a lot of people, most of them quite aged, mm -hmm. uh, who you meet and you talk to. I have a house right in the center of the village and I do a lot of gardening um, as well. And uh, people stop and talk to me. And I realized that actually, of the council that existed up until 2013, there were very few people who were seen around the village who talked to people, who communicated with people. And I thought, well, flipping neck, if anybody can do it, I can. So I just went and saw the mayor and asked him if I could put myself on the list. And he said, yes. And you know, I got the, after the three people who were mayor and deputy mayors in the last uh, Manda, I don't know how to say that in English, in the last um, local council, I got the most number of votes. Administration, that's right, the last administration, I got the most number of votes, much to everybody's surprise. Now, there might be a reason for that because my husband, uh, Loic, who's a few years older than me, he has already been mayor of the village, and I think people thought that perhaps by voting for me, they were perhaps getting Loic back on side because he had a very good reputation as a mayor. And so maybe they thought they were voting for, for him rather than me. <laughs> or maybe they thought they were getting um, a reincarnation of a British Iron Lady, a formidable local politician. Uh, they probably thought this is someone who won't take crap lying down. <laughs> um, but as it happens, I have found it uh, personally a very diminishing experience. The sexism and racism in local councils here in an agricultural area has... Do you think that has actually got noticeably got worse 
Uh, and, and if so, what do you attribute that to? I don't know whether it's got worse because I hadn't ever experienced it before because when I arrived in France, say, in 2005, not very good at French at all, went to the local school and asked if my child could go to that school and it was a private school but when you say private school it means it's under it's not run by the local by the state it's not costly costly it's like mm. 117 uh, euros a year just but it was the first school I saw sign I saw and the woman said to me you know, your French isn't very good, so your daughter's French won't be very good. You ought to go to the state school round the corner uh, because we can't, we haven't got the resources to help you, but they're obliged to. So I did go round the corner and Emily's been in the state school um, ever since, just up until this year when she leaves to go to Lycée. But I never encountered people who are anti-British or maybe I'm too thick was too thick-skinned but since I've been in the council there have been several occasions when there's casual racism and sexism of people's side comments to the point where I have actually had to turn to a fellow councillor and say to him do you want me to call the journalist and tell him what you said he made a comment that was typical male chauvinist that I don't think it's acceptable and apparently it is acceptable. Obviously France, Britain, America has seen the rise of far-right politics and, and arguably you could say that France kind of saw it first. Mm. Do you think that that is the reason why maybe you started to notice that, that you know that the, there's been a coarsening of, of uh, polite and political discourse? I do believe that uh... Jean-Marie Le Pen was always thought of as just as a bit of a, a madman, and you know. But his daughter, her, uh, Marine Le Pen, has changed the Pont National, and they've become much more acceptable in everyday company. So yes, I do think that um, casual racist remarks passed from one generation to the next um, are becoming more common because. It's become more natural to be far right because it's accepted, it's talked about a lot more. Whereas she's not mad, whereas her father definitely was mad. So to, to try and wrap up, and let's be positive, you have this new president, he's handsome, he's articulate, and he's definitely a bulwark against right-wing extremism. Are you feeling confident about the, uh, the next five years under President Macron? very very much so I feel like something has changed um, it won't change locally for me and for uh, my uh, local polit political system because we're going to be the same old same old until 2020 It'll be interesting to see if anybody asks me to go on their list in 2020 but as far as Macron and the new government's concerned he's clean He's, oh, the television shots of when he met Putin uh, last week, he is not afraid. I really honestly believe he's studied, uh, or somebody has studied, uh, uh, Obama, uh, and uh, they've said to him, model yourself on him, mate, and uh, I think it's a very positive thing. We'll, we're going to see good things, great things out of France in the next few years, and hopefully get rid of all this divisiveness of the, the far right and the far left. Well, let's hope, Jacqueline Berto, that 
local politics becomes sufficiently responsive to the local residents wishes in Sanguen that you're able to get your weeding sorted. Thank you oh, for coming yeah. on to Friday 15. <laughs> Thank you very much for asking me. Yay, we did Bye. it. Oh, good. Well done. Phew, after all those technical problems and messages. <laughs> Stevie Wonder versus The Clash, uptight. Jack the Video Ripper, aka DJ Jaco, played his first DJ gig in 2004. In 2006, he started using laptop DJ software programs which enabled mixing music. He has a channel of brilliant mashups online. second single by British dance band Freeze. It was released in 1981. A cover also relieved on the album Brazil Bam 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 in 2014 by the group Sonzera. They were created by the DJ Giles Peterson.
you can follow the show's progress on facebook by simply typing in friday 15 you can also find us on twitter where you can follow me where i'm at royfield spelled r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d now every thursday you can jump onto twitter and tweet me and nominate a song for me to put into this week's friday 15 iTunes reviews, folks, are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go onto iTunes and write us a, a glowing review. And don't forget, finally, you can email me where I'm Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D, at gmail.com. See you all again in seven days' time for more good music and great conversation.